Welcome to Useless Chatter, where two BFFs get together and talk about anything and everything. I'm Stacy, And I'm Sarah. And on today's episode of Weird Wednesday, I am actually talking about how plants have a mind of their own. Okay. And what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to talk about ghost cows. What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what? Benevolent bovine spectrums. That's wonderful. I love that. All right. Well, we can be talking about two more different topics than that. So I'll start. And I thought that you would like this because you are vegan and... I'm a vegetarian who's almost vegan. You, Yeah, almost. Just I'm not strict. I'm not going to like slap cake out of my face or anything like no, that. No, no. That's true. I will always eat cake. But you do have a heavy plant-based diet. And so I thought I'd share some information about these plants. Okay, so now am I supposed to eat air? <laughs> no, I'll tell you. You tell me they have feelings. They do. Hang on. Let me let me tell no. you what's going on, and then we can move into our theoretical discussions. <laughs> so, okay, so before I... Um, kind of dive into the research. I just want to say, you know, everyone knows that if you have house plants, when you talk to them sweetly and all of that stuff, they don't just grow. You they put classical music for them. Yeah, yeah. They thrive. Apparently they don't like Jimi Hendrix. I heard that on a podcast not too long ago. Okay. They, my they my mother-in-law plays like I feel like it's 70s gold, but maybe it's gospel. Oh. And, and the plants do really well. Yeah, I could be mixing up the two radios in the vicinity because there's a radio in their shop and then a radio in, the oh. in the greenhouse. That's interesting. So, okay, so I remember when I was younger, I always heard that there was no, like, scientific evidence to back up this claim. That, the you know, talking to your plants doesn't actually make them grow. But it was, you know, just purely anecdotal. So I want to say I truly believe that plants are sentient beings and by extension have a consciousness especially after watching various documentaries, listening to podcasts, and even in my own experience with gardening. Okay, so sentience is the awareness of feelings and sensations, just so that everyone knows kind of what that means. A book was published in the early 70s called The Secret Life of Plants, and in this book there were detailed experiments that were discussed regarding a plant's reaction to music, how they were cared for, the ability to respond to stimuli, and even how they can detect lies. Um, the book wasn't met with much enthusiasm from the scientific community at the time. However, the study of plant cognition is actually rising in popularity. Mm -hmm. So the field of plant cognition studies how plants are able to learn from their environments and respond to stimuli in order to engage in decision-making that ensures their own survivability. Opponents say that because plants don't have a brain or a nervous system, mm -hmm. that this fact excludes them from having a consciousness. Um, apparently, the idea of plant sentience is not new, and many scholars throughout history, including Charles Darwin, have had some type of theory about it. So in my research, um, I came across the name of one particular scientist who has recently conducted studies. Her name is Monica Gagliano. And her work was cited multiple times in my research. So in one study where she tested the theory of plant memory, she dropped a specific plant from a non-threatening height of six inches and onto a soft surface. 
and the plants she chose would normally um, have a response of closing their leaves whenever a threat has been sensed. So in the study, she observed that the plant learned that the fall was not damaging or would not threaten harm to them. So eventually it just stopped closing its leaves altogether. That's cool. Yeah. And so those results suggest that the plant learned that the fall was not harmful and it did not need to respond in the same way that it normally would if threatened. So the same scientists uh, created another experiment using classical conditioning in pea plants. So classical conditioning, of course, is pairing one stimulus with another and then eventually taking one stimulus away in order to get a desired result. So uh, she exposed one group of plants to two stimuli and the other group to just one. You know, she had a control group. And in the end, she found that when she took away one of the stimuli in the group that had two, they still associated the remaining stimulus with the other and managed to produce their desired outcome, which in this case, it would have been growing without the presence of light. So they associated wind with light and then grew. So she took away the light stimulus and presented the wind stimulus and it still grew. Yeah, so it was really neat. Um, Plants also have a variety of ways to communicate. Their leaves and roots give off compounds to ward off pests as they can sense. uh, They can also sense when bees are near and it leads them to sweeten their nectar to draw the bees, the bees to them. I don't know why I said bees, but whatever. Um, Gagliano has also conducted studies that show that plants can produce sound waves. And she has told me about this in the past. Yeah. It's kind of neat. And so she's captured the sounds under different environmental factors in order to gain an insight on how those sounds are used as a method of communication. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Additional studies have shown that plants feel stress and even pain. I know. And the root system of plants are just super amazing. So they serve as communication pathways with other plants and uh, fungi, and they exchange nutrients, protection from disease, and water. A healthy soil and a healthy root system make up a powerful microbiome, and this underground network also influences decision-making, especially in regard to environmental stress. Um, So after I learned all of this, I began to question the same thing you just said. So what the hell am I supposed to just eat? Air? Like, we have to eat. Even... For those of us who might not be strictly vegetarian and we also eat meat, the same is true. We still have to eat responsibly, if that makes sense. Like, um, there's not, I mean, there's nothing we can do. We have to eat plants. We have to eat animals. Some of us have to eat animals. We don't all have to. So cute. All of them. Except for cockroaches. They're fucking ugly. Well, they're nasty, right? So we, we have to consume foods. Um, that have been grown or farmed or sourced, what, however, in a way that's not detrimental yeah, to the earth. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. Not being an asshole. Yeah. And then not detrimental to our bodies. If it's not detrimental to the earth, it's not detrimental to our own bodies, too. And so whatever the roots absorb, um, such as harmful pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, it goes directly into the vegetable itself which is then consumed by us, even if it's not consumed by us. Let's exactly. say, it's yeah, in the chain. you eat an animal that eats fruits and vegetables or whatever the case may be. Yeah. What's it called? Bio magnification. Is that what it's called? There's a word for it, but I forgot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, up the it chain. passes up the chain. So, uh, I truly, truly believe that nature does not need us to exist 
perfectly. Like if we were out of the equation, everything would go back to working perfectly with one another and in conjunction, you know, with each other, the way it's supposed to be. So we just have to be responsible in our consumption. It's really hard to do when you lack the monetary resources because organic food is incredibly expensive meat or yeah, um, vegetable. Yeah. Matters not whatever organic is you're going to pay for. It. Yeah. I try to buy like uh, B certified products, which we'll talk oh, about yeah. later in yeah. another podcast. Um, but that's pricey. I bet it is. So. I didn't even know there was such a thing and that's shame on me. Well, I, I actually learned about B certified companies in a business in one of my business classes. Oh. So those are the people. benefits of being in law school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like we learned like certain things to look for, like tags and stuff. Right. When you buy new products. Yeah. That's interesting. Very good. Well, awesome. So that's my little spiel on how plants have a little mind of their own and you okay. just don't need to be stomping willy nilly. That's true. So picking flowers. I went to Charlton State. You do not walk on the grass, so I'm cool with that. I yeah. never just stomp on people's grass. Also, right. I'm a weirdo and I'm scared of hookworms, so I don't really walk on grass anyways. Um, <laughs> the hookworm is like a legitimate threat to you. I am terrified of them. <laughs> um, seriously, if, if I ever have a parasite and it happens to be a worm, y'all tell them to not tell me. And y'all okay. just pump me full of drugs and, and whatever else. I just never want to know. Um, we'll just feel like it's a mystery. Nobody ever knew. Else. Which, by the way, we all know that you're smart enough to request your own medical records and you scrutinize them to True. figure out what it was anyway. True. <laughs> but anyways, I love plants. Um, so plants. I love plants. Um, I think because like the botanical gardens was always like. A family trip like something to do because it used to be free which i get why they charge now because i work in fundraising now so i understand um yeah. but it was i mean it it was i mean and it still is regardless still of having to pay it's beautiful but yeah it's beautiful yeah. i love plants i can't take care of a plant to save my life but you know you say like talk sweet to it and i like walk up to my aloe vera that i used to have i'm like what's up and then like throw something at it over water and i'm just not good with them i love them so much well, maybe if you have the right plant in the right conditions. I killed an airplane plant, and I don't think they need water. They don't. They an airplane? Yeah. Air, airplane, not airplane. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, airplanes. Um, I murdered one of those. Okay. They don't water them. That's why they're called airplanes. They absorb the humidity from the air. And halfway already looks dead to begin with. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's funny. So you just got to know what each plant needs. It's like, you know, you have two dogs. They're different breeds or come from different breeds. They look they're different. Kind of, yeah. They're both little mutts. Yeah. One's a very big mutt. One's a big old mutt. Yeah. Terrified of storms. Bless her heart. Tries to fit under the bed. Sleeping, under my, sleeping on my head this morning. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying, though, is that you, what you know about those breeds or what you suspect the major breed is of each of them requires you to care for each one of them differently. The same is true for plants or, you know, and so it's just each one requires a certain soil. Each one requires certain types of sunlight. You know, I kept a group of succulents alive for like a year and a half because I forgot I had them and they were just on my porch. 
yeah. living their best life because I didn't remember them. And they probably got humidity from the air when it rained. They were doing good until that ice storm came. Oh, uh, should have brought them. I was going to say should have brought them. I mean, them, I forgot they existed. Out. Yeah. So. But even if you brought them in, you were without power. It was just cold inside yeah, of your house. Yeah, it was still 40 degrees in my house. Yeah. So, plus their little baby hearts. Plus, I don't know if the little bunny outside wanted to eat them or not. You know me, I them like apples and fruit and stuff out for that right yeah. Um, Because Josh wouldn't let me take the rabbit inside. Whatever our dogs would eat it. Okay. That's a fun little marital argument. <laughs> so cool. I like plants. I believe that they Think? are sentient. Yeah. Or, I, or I whatever. Agree with they, that. Yeah. And you know what? You know who else agrees? And like Shyamalan. Do you remember that movie? God, that yes. terrible movie. I do remember that movie. I remember not knowing what was happening <laughs> the, whole the whole time until the end and I was like makes sense man you got me yeah yeah Twist. um okay as, as per the usual when with his movies but yeah I love him night trouble yeah, I'm too. guilty there um okay so let's talk about ghost cow yes please okay so I found the story of a ghost cow um no particular date um but I can say you see them at night so okay you don't see ghost cows during the day um, this particular story <laughs> okay. uh, takes place in Brownsville, Texas, off oh. Farm Road 511. So, isn't that where Elon Musk is going to build his new city, state nice. in Texas? Go, or something? Good for him. Okay. I'm just... I don't know anything about Elon Musk. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think he is. It's like Star City or Star Chase, Star Space. Something he's gonna make a city down there. Good for him. I think, I think it's Brownsville. Brownsville's the very tip, right? The yeah. Very yeah. Close to New Mexico. Yeah. That's where he's setting up shop. I hope he doesn't disrupt this ghost cow. I hope. Never mind. I'll get there. Okay. Okay. So what? What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about ghost cows or herds of ghost cows. Wow. So while traveling down Farm Road 511 at night. Your headlights might come upon and shine upon a large cow in the middle of the road. Okay, that's not abnormal if you've grown up in the country. True that. Um, so people have reported all of a sudden seeing a cow in front of them, swerving to avoid this cow, wrecking their car, some people getting severely injured, mm -hmm. and then never seeing that cow. Like if they've swerved to avoid it and haven't wrecked, and they look in the rearview mirror, the cow's it's not gone. there. Yeah. People have reported pulling over jumping out of their car gun you know like i mean it's texas so people are like where does this cow belong i know i've tried to walk a cow home um <laughs> hey when i was in high school some guy hit a cow on its oh. brand and they could not identify oh, the, that's so sad yeah who it belonged to oh yeah Sweet. so it would have been its rear end the yeah. cow's rear yeah so, so people have like jumped out to go like find this cow or turn the cow. Can't mm -hmm. find the cow. There's no cow to be found. Cows are big old animals. They are not super speedy. So, oh no, a cow will look at you as you're driving up on it and be like, "Hit me!" Like you might as well because they're not gonna dart. I no. mean, they don't. I mean, they, yeah, they're not deers. They're not super fast. Mm -mm. Um, so people get injured by these ghost cows, unfortunately. Um, and there's lots of evidence and like reports like that's why they wrecked on that road because they were swerving to avoid a cow i wonder if your insurance will cover that like Ghost knowing cows? that that's a specific and it is it's a specific area on mm -hmm. farm road i couldn't so this is where i have a problem 
So I looked this story up um, because I like ghost animals. Um, I like the idea of them. Yeah. Um, and I expect if my animals do pass away, which I don't believe they will, um, okay. I want them to be ghosts. Yeah, come and visit you. You want to get booped in the middle of the night? I do. I want my eyelid lit. Um, <laughs> for some reason, my cat really likes the moisturizer I use on my eyes. Um, so bizarre. It is. It, it hurts, too. Put uh, <laughs> that sandpaper tongue, um, I would imagine. Yeah. So I couldn't find a backstory of why these cows are haunting this road. So my mind is just like those residual hauntings. So it's clearly was like a cow mm-hmm. trail and the cows just they, are trucking on through. Yeah. Um, but did you, were you able to look up where Farm Road 511 is? Yeah, it's just a road. It's a common road. Very busy. It is mm-hmm. a busy road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty busy. Uh, locals try to avoid it at night. Right. Because so. of the ghost cows. <laughs> the ghost cows. So, you know. Huh. I can't say that I've ever, I mean, I guess I wouldn't know if I've seen a ghost cow at night. True. I don't know if I've ever seen a ghost cow or a ghost deer. Um, that's like my superhuman features, being able to see animals at night. Yeah, if we're driving at night, like, even though I don't have the greatest, like, night vision, I can see animals very clearly. I don't know what that is. Huh. And I don't know if, like, that's a special skill I honed when I was, like, driving back from, Erath County, yeah. um, in the middle of the night to come do laundry. Uh, Maybe because uh, it's very uh, desolate, mm-hmm. so to speak. It's all back roads. It seems. I mean, it's not, but it seems that Feels way. Like, yeah, all yeah. the deer and stuff on there. Yeah. So very interesting. Yeah, so there are ghost cows. So I guess I gotta go to Brownsville. I have no reason. To I mean, I don't either, so, Other, but to see ghost cows. That would be cool. I mean, I will not be driving the speed limit, whatever it is, in the event that I come across a ghost cow and then slam on my brakes Correct. and wreck in a ditch. So I would drive very slowly in hopes of seeing a ghost cow, which would probably annoy somebody else driving up oh, behind they, me. They go around you and they hit the ghost cow. Dummy. Vicious cycle. It really is. So, um, yeah, that's it. I just thought it's a fun story. Apparently, yeah. in Brownsville, like, that's a known thing. Like, it's a herd. Or there has been a herd. There's tales of a herd. Yeah, there's tales of a herd. Most people just say they've seen the one cow. Just the one. But if y'all have ever been on a farm road, they're not super wide, and a cow would take up. Oh, yeah. Both lanes. I mean, not both lanes, but, you know, you couldn't miss it. I mean, you can't just miss a cow. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how big cattle are. Like yeah. when you when you look at a picture of a cow, you need a human picture right next to it for reference because I don't think people get it. I don't get how big they are. They're big. And they're so cute. Yeah. And did you know they don't have talk teeth? Yes, they do. No. Or is it bottom teeth? There's some row that's missing a tooth because they have these long tongues. This is where the phrase the cow lick comes from, from your hair. Because what they do is they actually take their tongues and they swirl a circle in the grass and pull it up. And then that's how. They don't bite the grass like a horse does. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's their talk to you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't only petted cows. I never like inspected them. You never like lifted up the I lips? I do that to my dogs all the time. <laughs> but never a cow. Well, time for an adventure, Sarah. Let's go look at the mouths of a cow. We know funny. Yeah, we do know people. Okay, well, that's fun. Yeah, I watch like out that. for ghost cows. I shall. I will. Thanks for that. And you do the same. And then drive it home.
as always, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. Please check us out on IG at useless underscore chatter or on Facebook at useless chatter. Also, we can be found on anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Breaker. Rate, subscribe, send us a message. We look forward to any feedback you may have to offer. And until next time, bye. Bye.